Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Dugout, or for our Russian listeners, Zimyanka. I'm Brandon Bunger, alongside Matt Hare. Yeah, man, thanks for opening up today. Uh, excited about this ep- episode 8 of The Dugout, or for our Icelandic listeners, Fauter Ata, episode 8. Uh, pretty pretty excited about today's show because we can cover a national champion winner for NCAA basketball. Obviously, we will talk baseball as we usually do. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about football, basketball, and uh, just random things in between. So do you just want to start with MLB like usual? Yeah, let's start with the MLB covering uh, you know what happened here really week two of the season. And then we'll go into every other thing you know that happened in the sports world over this last week. Okay. So where do you want to start, man? Well, I just want to say before we get into any like standings or anything, how people are playing, I just want to say that I don't remember what episode it was. Maybe it was four or five. Whenever we covered the pirate, yeah, the pirates. Oh, so when we did the, uh, yeah, when we did the. Was it NL Central? Yep, the NL Central, and we did the breakdown of that. So it was probably like four or five. Yeah, and I said that Chris Archer, when I if I went up to bat against Chris Archer, I'd be worried because he's a crazy guy. What do you know? He he's a reason that there was a, the first brawl of the season. Yeah, um, and for those of you that are unaware of what we're talking about, um, watch ESPN at any point today or probably over the next you know, several days because it will be on repeat. Um, a bench-clearing brawl happened in a game yesterday between the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Um, Chris Archer threw behind the back of Derek Dietrich because during his first at-bat, Dietrich admired a home run too long, and Archer oh, saw that disrespect. Yeah, but he blasted it. It went to the uh, the Cove, or not the Cove, the uh, river of some sort. Yeah, the Ohio River Yeah, in Cincinnati. I was picturing San Francisco for some reason. I mean, and the thing is, too, this video, it was funny because, um, wait, were they, did they play in Pittsburgh or did they play in Cincy? Pittsburgh. Okay, so it just went into the river then. Yeah. Um, it's, it wasn't the Ohio River. But, um... Or maybe it was since he either either way it either kept, way it yeah. was it was a moonshot yeah. it was at, he crushed it and if I had a home run like that I'm gonna admire it too because Absolutely. especially for a guy like Derek Dietrich who's really just a utility guy until really now getting his chance on the Reds I mean this is probably a highlight for him yeah and baseball fights too I wanted to mention like yeah Chris Archer's crazy guy and threw, throwing it at a batter's head but baseball fights are the funniest type of fights well because. You can see them coming from a mile away. Exactly. People think they're like this spontaneous thing, but like there has to be a charge up from either, you know, the batter or the pitcher. And think about it, they're more than 60 feet away from each other. Right. So it, it's you, just. You so, see it coming. It's always so funny to me, man. Like, especially this one. You watch videos and people were getting real excited about a baseball fight and there wasn't anything. It, it, it was literally Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Against the entire Pittsburgh Pirates yeah. baseball team. And I feel like the camaraderie in the MLB is way too good. Like, you see guys just, like, patting each other on opposite teams. Like, there's not going to be a fight, dude. And it's, it's it was very funny. Uh, the funniest part about it was some guy in the Reds, like, lost his hat. And he looked shocked. He couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, it just comes, like, flying into his hands. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, like you said, Yasiel Puig was. Also, the Reds are, like, 1-10 to start the season. Hey, we kind of called that right. Yeah, they are. They have no pitching. They will always be bad in my eyes. I don't see how they could be any good. But the Pirates, too, have been getting crushed the past couple games. See, but the Pirates, too, we were right about one thing. Because I remember saying, I think you agreed, too, that they have one of the most underrated pitching staffs. Because um, I'm not sure about after last night's game, but they were top five in the MLB for starting pitching rotations going into yesterday's game. Yeah. 
the the pitching staff has just been electric and with guys like Chris Archer, you know, he's nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, he used to be an ace on Tampa. Jameis Italian, uh, you know, you have guys like Trevor Williams, Musgrove, like there's there's guys there. And if they can continue, they'll probably be decent. But Yeah, speaking of Tampa, they are the uh second best team in the American League right now. Yeah, I know. Maybe they're in, they're in first place in the AL East too. Yeah, they're tied for second best record in baseball with the Brewers and the Dodgers. And then in the American League, surprise team kind of Mariners leading the uh, AL West. Well, they're ten and two, right? Or yeah, 10 and ten, four? they're ten and two. But okay. everyone, we we talked Astros and Athletics, and Athletics are at the bottom. So I mean, it's still early. Very early, of course, yeah. But but you know, a couple surprise things. You know, it's Rays at the top of the East. Yankees are third. Red Sox are in last with only three wins with that star-studded roster. Kind of. The thing is, too, and I, I you'll you'll definitely agree with this. I, I would say, the Yankees and the Red Sox are always very good teams. They're kind of like the Patriots and the Steelers of football. Right. But they always start very slow or like mediocre, and then everyone in the city of New York. This is just from my personal experience. The Mets always start hot, mm-hmm. and people go, "This is the Mets' year. The Yankees don't have it." And then I always say, okay, come see me in June. Yeah. Like, not even that far away. Like, come see me two, three months from now. And then what happens? The Yankees are in first or second. Mets are in, like, third or fourth. Right. And then, you know, it's a long season. There's 162 games. People always freak out. Baseball is a game of really just stretches. You're going to go through your hot, you know, your hot streaks, your cold streaks, and the Teams that are always good are the teams that, instead of losing five games in a row, they lose two or three, and that's it. And then they go on a 10-game tear. Yeah. But I do want to say one thing I'm excited about for the Yankees is it looks like uh, when we covered the Yankees, um, that might have been episode one or two, that we were worried about Gary Sanchez not being able to hit. Yeah. He's hitting the ball well. Well, I think, I don't know how many hits he has in the season now, but I know that um, at one point he had six hits on the season. Yeah. Four of them were home runs. Yeah, I was going to say, he's he's. And then he had power. that game where he hit three home runs in the same game. Mm-hmm. I think right now he has six home runs. Yeah. And I think it's off of, like, 11 hits. Yeah, so, I mean. So, it's... like, his average might not be that high. Like, he's going to be that guy that's probably going to hit, like, 250, 260, but then still hit, like, 30 to 35 home runs. Oh, big yawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where what happens with him and. But definitely the biggest surprise to me in the American League is how well the Mariners are doing. Yeah, because really, they lost their best pitcher. We talked about King Felix not being the same pitcher. We, lost, we talked about how them losing Cano. Yep, losing Cano, uh, losing Nelson Cruz. Yep. I mean, they do have Edwin and Carcier known, who hit two home runs in the same inning last night. Same inning? Yeah, he hit two home runs in the sixth inning last night. Oh, see, that wouldn't fly in intramural softball. Because you can't bat. Or you, once you bat through your lineup, that's it. That's it? Yeah, you can't. Uh, on an unrelated note, how, how's that softball team doing? You're still, you're still undefeated? Team's 4-0. Oh. We've uh, 10 run mercy at each team. Jeez. Yeah, man. I didn't play yesterday because I had to uh, be on the front lines of quick fill and pump people's gas from 3-6. to six. It, it, It's a tough life, but, um, you know, it pays the bills. And it's quite a yeah, squad, though. My, my, te- oh, my team's loaded, man. And To go 4-0 and, oh and mercy... All four teams you played against. Ten, yeah, and it's like if if you're winning by ten runs after the third inning, they call it. I think we won yesterday, like twenty five, fifteen or something. Nice. And, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. All right, but uh, back to the show here. Yeah. So National League, obviously, Phillies are doing well. 
Uh, Mets are holding their own in that division. What is anything surprising, really? Rockies are terrible. Last in the West. Again, though, no pitching. But, yeah. like, it's early. It is early, man. They, ha- they it, have, they have, you know, it's it's easy to hit in Coors Field. They have a pretty stacked lineup of guys that can crush the cover off of a baseball. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's just, that that fight's been the biggest thing has, that has really happened all week. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, the only really other noteworthy news that I can think of is that Yankees ace Luis Severino is supposedly going to New York uh, today or tomorrow to receive a second opinion and another MRI on his injury. Really? And this worries me, and a lot. Like I've seen a lot of reports today, I was looking it up, that they think that he might be out a lot longer than actually anticipated. So um, if Severino's definitely out, that's a big hit for the Yankees, and they're going to need a signer, uh, you know, a pitcher. But there's still Dallas Keuchel out there, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, where do you think he's going to land? If Severino's out for the foreseeable future, like out for most of the season, I think the Yankees call him and say, hey, as long as you're willing to shave your beard, like, get here now. That's I always forget about that, but that's true. That's funny. Because they did that with Johnny Damon. They he had the with, long yep. hair and the beard and looked like a bum. And, and remember, they wanted Brian Wilson, the old, uh, like, closer that was, like, a freak from, like, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. They wanted him to come, and he said, no. He goes, I won't shave my beard. And someone said, well, what if they put in your contract, like, a million-dollar, like, signing bonus to shave it? He said, no. Could you imagine being so attached to your facial hair that can easily come back whenever you want to, to turn down a, a an opportunity to play with one of the best sports franchises history, like in in history of ever? Could no. you imagine? No, I I can't. I can see why Brian Wilson might have been like that because it was his brand, like he yeah, was known okay. as like the fear oh, of the yeah. beard and all this. Yeah. But it was towards the end of his career, and he was really just tossed around from team to team and given up on. See, and the yeah. Yankees were willing to like resurrect that, and give him another shot. See, I didn't know that. I was unaware that. He, he turned something like that down. I can't. I Dude, yeah, this is going back like four or five years now. It's crazy. Wow. I I would do a lot to play. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Well, one thing I do want to cover in the MLB, but excuse me, before we you know continue on, is that Chris Davis is like the worst hitter of all time now. Yeah, and you know when you have a seven-year, one hundred and sixty-one million dollar contract extension, and I think he's only in year three or four of the deal. And now, you know, I'll let you cover what you wanted to talk about. This is historically bad yeah, well, streak. Were, it's were, awful. Were you getting at the point that, like, he doesn't care? I don't think he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a lot of bad luck. And he's also, he's never been a contact guy. No. He was always this guy that he, he hit home runs, and that was really it. Right. And, yeah, I definitely don't think he's, like, letting himself go and just uh, – not worrying about getting hits, because, but like, he definitely is. He's definitely feeling terrible. He definitely wants to get a hit. He hasn't had a hit since uh, September fourteenth of, of last, last year. Season, right? Of last year, he's over forty nine. I just remember he kind of he came about and he was a slugger. Everyone loved him, dude. And now mm-hmm. he's just like well, he used to be called Crush Davis. Yeah, Crush Davis, and I don't know. Like I always see like a Facebook ad of the worst slumps of hit sports history and he's Well, he actually owns the record now, right? 0 for 49 yeah. ever. And then I think he's like 0 for 28 or 0 for 27 or something like that to start this season. But given in yesterday's game, he did hit one all the way back to the warning track that he thought was going to get out and as he was rounding first, like kind of like jogging the second. Yeah. He couldn't help but just kind of like smirk and shake his head like what do I have to do to get a hit? I don't know, man. Uh 
What do you think he has to do? I, I think he just maybe throw down a bunt and hope he can just beat it out somehow. <sighs> because once that once that first hit happens, I'm sure they'll start coming, but they, he's got to do something. It sucks, but also it's like kind of funny. You know, it's like... I kind of want to see how long this can go, but for the guy, you feel for him because yeah. he, he's he seems like a nice enough guy and he seems like a stand-up teammate. But he, I just am curious to see how far it can go. Kind of like the Bills playoff drought. Yeah. Being from Buffalo, every every year it's the same story. All oh, this is our year, but I was kind of like, I feel bad for you guys because you really have nothing else to look forward to. But at the same time, I'd love for this streak to continue. Yeah, you know? it would just be, you can be like, I lived through that and I saw this and. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else in baseball you want to talk about? No, nothing in baseball right now. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens over the next week and come back to the next episode with everything like that. Yeah, let's get a uh, ad out of the way here early in the show. So I'm, I'll go first with uh, Bonnell's Auto Group. The programming on WFSC is underwritten by Bonnell's Auto Group, featuring collision services in Erie and Fairview, auto glass replacement and repair in Fairview, auto sales in Erie and Fairview, and full rod, rod shop services and restoration in Fairview. Information on each service is on the web at bonnellsauto.com. So if you need your car fixed or anything like that, need new windows, go to Bonnell's Auto Group. Go check them out. By the sound of it, they can do everything for you. Yeah, well, at least four things. Yeah. At least four things. And definitely don't go to Bunger because uh, a couple episodes I asked how many things you can name under the hood. and Oh, it was bad. It was. Yep, it was bad. Maybe just like windshield wiper fluid tank. Did you yeah, get? I think it was like power steering fluid, like windshield wiper fluid, like engine, engine yeah. like belts, like all that. So you were like, all right, yep. It's like you're naming a part of a chicken and you name like wing. Yeah. Like the obvious things. All right. Uh, do you just want to, let's see. I, we want to talk about our top three favorite athletes of all time. We definitely want to talk about Antonio Brown versus Juju. Uh, NBA is coming to a close, and the playoffs are going to start. And yep, the final game for the NBA season yeah, is, and is it tonight or is it tomorrow? I night? think they have two games left because I was, lo- I was looking at the uh, the seating and everything. Yeah, and there's a, a race for eighth place in the East between, I think it's Detroit. Let me pull it up here. It's Detroit, Charlotte, and Miami. So Detroit is 39-41. They play 82 games, right? Yeah, 82. Right, so they got to have two more, at least, right? Well, what's their record? 39 and 41. So if two more games, yeah. if they won two, it would be 41 and 41, 82. Uh, and Charlotte's 38 and 42, and so is Miami. So they are the, the last three teams that can get a playoff spot in the East and the West. The West is already decided. And no surprise there, Golden State, the one seed. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see these last two games, what happens, who gets that last spot in the East. Don't think it matters, though, because they're going to play the Bucks. Yes. And the Bucks are going to run through the East, I think. What do you think? I don't know if they'll run through the East. Um, I think they're definitely the team to beat. But I can see them getting some competition from, like, depending on, like, matchups and stuff and what happens. I can definitely see the Raptors. Um, well, they'd have to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they'd have to meet later, obviously. Yeah. But I can see the Celtics pushing them hard, the Raptors. I think the biggest surprise, I think the 76ers yeah. are actually going to have a lot of trouble with – I'm going to I'm gonna be bold. I think the Nets hold on to the sixth seed, and I think they'll beat them. 
but I think they'll exploit things that actually like better teams will be able to do in the second round. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say say the same thing. I think Brooklyn kind of is a sleeper in the East. Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons can't shoot, and he's not the best defender. No, nah. D'Angelo's the whole reason Brooklyn's in the playoff picture. They have a good supporting cast too. They're young guys that want to prove themselves too. Mm-hmm. They're not like a team where Jared Allen, Jared Allen, exactly, um, Karis Levert. They have the guy Harris too that won the three point contest. Joe Harris, yeah, yeah, he used to be, a, you know, he used to be like a. 12th guy on the Cavs, and now he's winning the three-point contest, shooting lights out. They got that Bogdanovich guy. Or, yeah. yeah. He's pretty. He's a pretty good shooter and just a well-put-together team that really wants to prove themselves, and I find it so funny that the Lakers gave up on D, D. Russell so fast. And now Well, because they said they wanted a leader. Like They're like, oh, he'll be an all-star, but we want a leader. Right, you already had Kobe. Yeah. Transition to somebody else. That's on you. Yeah. Why are you going to get rid of a guy who obviously had the talent? I would take I would take D-loading over Lonzo Ball. Me too. Honestly, comes I, with less problems. Honestly, I would take D-lo over anyone on the the Lakers, with the exception of LeBron. And honestly, that's just because LeBron's LeBron. But like, I think he's better than Kuzma. I think he's better than yeah. It's he's, just, a, he's a good lights out shooter. His court vision is unbelievable, and he's taking a team that was tw- I think they were twenty five games below five hundred last year. To a forty-one and forty record so far, and he was on the team last year, but he got hurt too. Like he didn't really play yeah. that much. He's I, I'm really excited about Brooklyn. And then um, another one of the only like playoff series that's actually official. Like we know what the matchup is going to be. Yeah. Besides the Nets and most likely the uh, the Seventy Sixers and most likely the Nets is actually the Portland uh, Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz. That oh no, one, the West is decided. The West is fully the West decided. Is decided, but not for the seeding, though, is it? West is, yeah, everything. Everything's set. Okay, because I thought that the Clippers could actually climb up to the 7, and then take the Spurs would be the 8. What's 47 plus 34? 81. Like, for sure? I'm, I'll check right now, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm terrible at math, but let's double check. What were the check. numbers, 47? 47 and 34. 34. 81. So, yeah, there's one more game. So San Antonio's forty seven and thirty four, and so is the Clippers. But they could be decided because the Clippers might already uh I mean the Spurs might hold the, the tiebreaker over the the Clippers. So yeah. maybe that's why. Yeah, so they each have one game for sure, and Oklahoma City has two games because they're forty seven and thirty three and they're the sixth seed. So basically the All the teams are decided but the seeding is right, the yeah, best yeah, round. Yeah, that's my bad. That's all right. But either way, we're, a, ba- I, I we're like, a baseball podcast anyway. That's true. That's so. true. We don't know much about basketball, but actually, we know a lot about. Ice, yeah, I we think. just had to limit it to one sport, you know, for the podcast. Uh, yeah. The so, what, what do, you, do you think the West the West is decided to? I would say, um, the thing about the West is the only teams I can see making like legitimate noise are the Warriors because they're the Warriors. They're the Warriors, right? And then I can see, uh, the Rockets. Yeah, I was going to say the Rockets, Everyone too. says the Nuggets have been surprising people. I don't see it. Um, in a seven-game series against either the Rockets or the Warriors, you know, assuming that they no one gets upset, right, I don't but see they, it. They won't have to play them until, like— No, until later. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, bearing any upsets. But everyone's saying that the, the, the Nuggets can't beat teams in the West, but they, play, they beat a bunch of teams in the West to get this record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like you just play the other conference all year. Exactly. So, one thing I was sad about, the young Sacramento team finished ninth. 
And I was excited to kind of see if they can make any noise in the. I, I was excited with the Timberwolves too. Yeah. I wanted to oh, see if the Timberwolves need, would come back. With... I I wrote them off a while ago, man. They they've been so promising the past couple of years, and they have the talent, I think. But like the resurgence of D Rose too, I really yeah. thought like they could sneak into maybe that eight seed. Yeah, but it, it, they finished eleventh. Phoenix was last. Let's see who's got the worst record. The Knicks. Knicks. New York Knicks. Sixteen and sixty four, man. But you know what? To a new NBA policy. Uh, the worst team no longer has the greatest odds of getting the first pick in the draft lottery. So what is it? It's It actually works out where the top three or the top four teams, I'd have to check on that. You mean the bottom four? Yeah, like the bottom yeah. three or the bottom four have the exact same percentage of okay. getting the number one overall pick. So like the Knicks, the Cavs, and I think the third is the, the Suns. Mm-hmm. And then maybe whoever the fourth is. I know the, it's definitely um, the first three. Chicago. All right, so then Chicago. They would all have the same odds of getting the first pick in the NBA draft. See, that's stupid, though, because, like, yeah, Cleveland has three more wins than the Knicks, and so does Phoenix with 19, but Chicago has 22 wins. So, I mean, they have close to 10 more wins than the Knicks, so they shouldn't be even close to the same, like, uh, percentage. Yeah. And like I said, it might be the first three, but... Just just think about that. Like, it's a good thing you never want to encourage tanking because people still pay to come to your games. They still have to play the players, the coaches, and everything. Yeah. But to a certain extent, when a team's bad, they need that guy. They yeah, want I, the, the chance of the quickest turnaround. So hear me out here. I feel like the Knicks are the worst, best setup team in recent years. I understand that because— Because, like, they have, they have the pieces. They, they have, still have talent. They have some talent. Yeah, I mean— uh, Alonzo Trier from Arizona is, is a rookie this year. He was. They had Mitchell Robinson. The guy had more blocks yeah. than uh, missed shots. Yeah, and uh, Dennis Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. in the trade. Uh, Kevin Knox. Yeah, they he have, was leading they, the team. They have some talent, and they just need to put it together. And now people are speculating Kyrie and KD, or just Kyrie, or just KD. And then, yeah. oh, the first pick, Zion, Zion, Zion. I mean, first of all, you don't even know if the guy's going back to Duke. I doubt it, but yeah. that's a whole other subject. So another conspiracy theory idea for me here might be kind of wacky, but uh, I don't know. I feel like whoever goes first this year isn't going to be better than the other top five picks. If So let's say Zion does go to the NBA draft, and let's say Zion gets picked first. I think... Let me try to make this in my head right now. I think that he would have a better career if he goes second, third, fourth, or fifth, or so on. Because he's on a better team? No, Why? because I, I just have a feeling like whoever the first pick is this year is going to be like kind of like the Greg Oden of this year. Okay. You know? That's a, that's a bold prediction. Yeah, I don't know why I think that, but I just feel like uh, who who was the number one pick the year Jason Tatum went? Was it Fultz? Yeah. Markel Fultz? Yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like a, that type of thing. Like, if Fultz was taken by the Celtics, who knows? He could be really good. Well, he's certainly not. <laughs> I know he's certainly not good, but I'm... Yeah, I, you're saying in a different case I, scenario. I feel yeah. like whoever the first pick this year is will not be first pick material. Maybe not as bad as, like, Greg Oden turned out to be. Because he was picked first, right? Or was it Durant? I think he was... Oden was first and Durant was second. Could you imagine being picked before Kevin Durant and just being that guy for the rest of your life? I mean, there's always draft busts, but that one was like, terrible. Really, really, really terrible, bad. terrible. Kind of like uh, was it Darko Milicic in a 2003? Yeah. Draft. He was drafted before like uh, LeBron was one, wasn't he? Yes, 
I th- well, let me see. We'll that talk. draft class was incredible. That was like D Wade and Bosch. Yeah, Bosch went four. Um, Wade went five. Yeah, that was true. That the thing is too, that draft class had so many future Hall of Famers. Right. It's just it. It's incredible to look what, at all the it, talent. Was Melo in there too? I'm gonna look it up. What was it? Oh three. Three NBA draft class. Yeah. No, LeBron didn't go that year. So LeBron was, maybe LeBron was five. Yeah, I think he was five. But yeah, uh, or no, was he? No, nope. Bogut was five. He was the first pick in there. So let's see. Yeah, LeBron was first. In what year, though? 2003. Do they have, like, an order? Everything's out. Yeah. So order. It was LeBron James, then Darko Milicic, the guy I'm matching. Okay. Then Melo, Bosh. Dwayne Wade, Chris Kamen was six. Do you remember Kirk Heinrich? I do. Kirk, Kirk Heinrich, Heinrich was seven. He was on the Bulls forever. TJ Ford was eight. Michael Sweeney was not. Sweetney was nine, and ten was Jarvis Hayes. And then it kind of just falls off from there. I'm not, I don't think I'm seeing anybody. David West was eighteen that year. I mean, but just think about that: LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Mello. Yeah, just like the top five. Like, all Hall of Famers. Like, no doubt LeBron, no doubt Wade, no doubt Bosh and Carmelo. Yeah. Then you have Kyle Korver that got drafted in that draft. I'm trying to see who the last pick was. Kirk Heinrich, you already said. Kendrick Perkins was in that draft. Yep. James Jones. So much talent. That's crazy. It is. And I'm excited for this year's NBA draft class for a fact. Um, So what's your prediction for NBA Finals? I think we talked about it before, but if you – you know, if the playoffs started today. With the matchups that they're with at. With the matchups that they have right now, who do you have? Do you have any upsets or? I mean, sure, I'll have some upsets. I'm I'm still going to say it. Um, just because I think they can compete, um, I'm going to say Nets over Sixers. Nets over Sixers? I'm with you there, too. Nets over Sixers. I'm with you there. I'm also going to say that the Jazz will upset the Trailblazers in okay. a 4-5 uh, matchup. Yep. Because everyone doesn't realize that Nurchich, uh was the big center for Portland. He broke his leg, had a freak injury, yeah. kind of like Paul George, Gordon Hayward-esque yep. injury. Yeah. You hope the guy's okay. But he is a big part of that team. And the Jazz are very talented with Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio. And Joe Ingles. Yeah, and Joe Ingles. So yeah. I, and they have a lot of depth. So yeah. I think that will be an upset, even though like it will probably get picked a lot in the Jazz's like, Actual favor when they break it down for like analytics. So speaking of Portland, this guy's never talked about enough. Lillard, where do you put him among NBA point guards? Just take a second and think, because he's I, the most I, slept on guy. He's easily top five. Top five. Easily top five. Give I might. Me, I might say three. Give me your top five then. All right. Um, you gotta go Curry. Okay. Just because of like shooting ability. Um, Curry. Harden, I mean, is he, are you counting? Harden All right, so a, let me. Are you counting Harden as let, a point let me, guard? Let me rewind. Guard? Let me rewind to when you said Curry. Let's do all around point guards. The point guard position. Yeah, Curry is. All right, so I'm gonna do he, this. He's he's dubbed the point guard, and he's he can shoot the ball, but he's not the best passing point guard. Like, who's the best defender, shooter, passer, dribbler? All right, all yeah, right. You know. Then number one, I go Kyrie. Okay. Then I would go 
Then I would go Dame. Okay. I'll go Damian Lillard. And then I don't know. Three three is a toss up for me. Um in terms of like all around point guards. Um even though he's older, I kinda like Kemba now. Yeah. Just in terms of like because he is the offense really mm-hmm. for Charlotte. You either go with him or I would say you go out west and then you go follow uh James Harden, even though his defense is so bad, what he can do in every other aspect of the game, yeah, I believe is better than Curry. Curry's just a better shooter. All right, so let me give you mine. All right, those listening, keep in mind, obviously you're going to pick Steph Curry uh, if you need a point guard for your team, but he's kind of a liability on defense. He shoots the ball better than anybody ever. Lights out, ever. Lights, but but he's not a great defender. He's He's got pretty good court vision, but sometimes his passes get a little errant, but... So here we go. Here's mine. Number one, Lillard, for sure. Number two, John Wall. Ooh, I forgot about John Wall. John Wall has done his part to be, you know, in talks for. He's a great defender. He's one of the best passers in the he's, NBA. He's done it since his NBA career yeah. started. Mike. He's been an amazing passer since college, since we started watching him in Kentucky. And then three, I like how you said Kemba, but he's not the greatest defender either. He's undersized. Uh... This is tough because we're doing all this off the top of our head too. It's yeah, not like we're I don't want to forget anybody. Uh, I said Kyrie. Kyrie sucks on defense too. I know, but just in terms of like passing and scoring and being clutch. And I just have a hatred towards him because he's been kind of uh, not a great guy. No, I'm not a, a Celtics great fan. teammate. Yep. Not a great teammate at all, and saying the dumbest things he possibly can in front of the media at any given time. So maybe Ru- Russell Westbrook. See, the thing with Russell is too though it's hard because like. People say he, like, pads his stats because, like, he's the only one, like, when he needs stats, he's the one that shoots and everything. But how do you discredit a guy who's averaged a triple-double for three straight seasons? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He does, he can. He can do it all. He's the best rebounding point guard. Like you said, he gets the assists, the points, everything. Yep. Uh, The most overrated point guard to me is Kyle Lowry. I agree. 110%. I was actually going to ask you who you thought was the most overrated point guard. Everyone's always loved Kyle Lowry and... Uh, I've always thought before Kawhi joined the Raptors that DeRozan didn't get enough credit for what he did for the team, and Lowry got too much credit. Well, because Lowry shot the three ball, that was it. Lowry shot the three ball, but he can't he, he can't guard a snail. You know, DeRozan played awesome defense, was the best slashing guard, you know, on the team, maybe in the NBA. Definitely Lowry, man, and uh, you consider Ben Simmons a point guard, but he can't shoot for anything. No, um, the, guy, the guy barely has a mid-range game. Eric Bledsoe is an underrated point guard in the NBA. And he is, and he's been around forever. Yeah, he's he's done really well for Milwaukee. Uh, I think, I mean, we so we talked about D'Angelo Russell's a point guard, how we love him. Yep. Who's Orlando's point guard? Uh, Orlando's point guard, it used to be Alfred Payton, but I feel like he got No, traded. he's straight. He was on the Pelicans this year. Magic roster. DJ Augustine? DJ Augustine, wow. They have, yeah. Feltz, they have Fultz, too. They have Markel Fultz, uh, DJ Augustine could be a point guard. Yeah, not not very many impressive players. The point guard is a is a position to me that's been kind of transitioned into if you're a, a shorter guy that can shoot the ball, you're a point guard. But in my book, it's a guy that facilitates the offense. It's like the quarterback of a basketball right, like team, right? Like pat, like a pass first guy. Who can? Who's like scrappy on defense? Oh wait, hold on. I got a good underrated point guard too. Let's hear it. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is he underrated. Can't, he can't really shoot that well. No. 
But in terms of being like a floor general, like facilitator, he's great on defense. He's always yeah. had a really high steal total. And just like his basketball IQ, off the charts. Yeah, Ricky Rubio is, is an underrated point guard. Um, NBA, anything else? Uh, so we saw, we both had this for the show today. We were talking pre-show. And we saw, on, I saw mine on Instagram about Luka Doncic. Yes. Instagram for you too? Um, I saw it on Twitter. Twitter. So Luka Doncic is younger than 80% of the starters from the NCAA title game. So the five guys from Texas Tech who started, plus the five guys from Virginia who started. Luka, who is pretty much inked to be the rookie of the year and is more than just a rookie of the year. He's a great NBA player already. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to be NBA um Rookie of the year. He might even be NBA, like, all second or third team. I think he should be. Like, he, he deserves it, honestly, because I feel like every time I've seen an NBA highlight video from this season, like, a third of the time for every three videos, yeah. one of them is Luka pulling off some crazy step back, some game-winning shot, some game-tying shot. The dude has ice in his veins, and it's clutch. Yeah, so Luka's and young. how old is he? Is he he's 19 or 20. 19? Yeah. 19 or 20, and he's younger than guys that just played in the... He's younger than us. Yeah, way younger than me, man. Holy holy cow. I couldn't even imagine being his age and performing the way he is. Now, tell me this. If you think Luka was put on a team like, let's see, what was like a high seed this year? Early. What, like in college? Yeah, like a, like a 16 seed. Oh, like oh, so you want a high? Um, let's put him on New Mexico State, like a twelve. Okay, does New Mexico State win it all with a guy like Luca? Is there that much of a difference? Do um, you think? See, the thing with Luca is a lot of people don't know he was a pro since he was the age at the age of sixteen. Yeah. Um. So obviously he couldn't play in college due to that reason. Well, I'm saying theoretically like if, speaking, if, if you put him like his talent, yeah, like at that age on a college team, you know, or now, yeah, like now being of a college age, and let's say he just went there for one year. I'll even be bold. I think if you put him on any team that was in the tournament this year. They'd win, you think? I don't think they'd win the whole thing, but they'd pull some upsets. It'd kind of be like Davidson when they had Curry. Like, yeah, but Curry wasn't what he is then what he is now. No, not at all. But, like, I feel like they would just be, like, a team that would, like, kind of creep out of nowhere. Yeah. And But first of all, I don't think a team with Luka would be a low seed. I think yeah. because, like, he would elevate their game to such a high level, they have to be at least a five seed. Definitely. It's just, it's it's cool to think that... Like, hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically speaking, you know, if you took a guy like Luca who is younger than 80% of the starters and put him on a team, what would happen? But we'll never know, and it's he's he's having a hell of an NBA career thus and, far. Well, and he's, and he's going to continue, because obviously, yeah. if you're going to... A lot of people are saying that Kemba might get uh, go to Dallas after this year. Oh, really? So, could you imagine Kemba, Luca, Chris Tapps. Chris Tapps, when he comes back, if he, you know, when he comes back healthy, yeah. And then Dirk said he's gonna play another year, and I think it's because he really wants to mentor Chris Tapps when he's healthy, right? Like, Dirk's not gonna do anything, but learning from the legend, like those three, like a young big three, mm-hmm. that team would make noise immediately. Absolutely, in a very tough Western Conference. A um, couple more things about the NCAA. Oh, a guy in Virginia, Kyle Guy, great college basketball player. I don't know if you heard this, but the NCAA, due to regulations, would not allow him and his fiance to start their registry for their uh, merit for their wedding. Oh, due to the fact that they thought fans would like give yeah, pr- yeah. most likely. I, listen, the NCAA and their rules. I don't want to get into a whole like. Think about it now. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, we're neither of us are really college athletes, you know, besides intramurals or club sports and everything. But I've had cousins and that have played at you know at Lehigh for lacrosse and had to follow these rules. It's just it, it is very stupid. I get why they do it to protect themselves. But you are a multi-billion-dollar corporation, and these guys are making you a lot of money. Who cares? The guy's getting married. Let him do his thing. You know what? Because anyone that knows him anyway, any booster at the school, any anyone that has the money, is gonna be like, "Hey, I heard you getting married. Take this." Right. Well, and, and what are you gonna say? He's probably gonna leave now. He's probably yeah, gonna declare for the draft. Absolutely. Now you said that we we don't play uh, college sport necessarily, but. I feel like our opinions matter in that aspect that we're guys on the outside looking in. Oh, absolutely. So if, if we don't even play, yet we still feel this way, and we have these opinions, that kind of says a lot. That we don't even belong to this organization. No. And we think it's it's crap. Yeah. And a lot of people do, and I feel like a lot, there's, there's the minority in this conversation is people who side with the NCAA. Listen, if if anyone that feels like the NCAA isn't uh like fully corrupt or you know isn't as harsh as people put it because yes you know what you do get a scholarship like these insane athletes do normally get a scholarship and their education paid for and yeah that's a lot of money because you know most schools that's at least 10 grand with upwards up to like 60 you know yeah and that's a lot of money that's a year more than a yearly salary for the average american yep but think about the money they're also generating off of tv contracts um, endorsement deals, video games, even though they've really stopped those now, mm-hmm. but just in the past, jersey sales, ticket sales, food, concessions, like even just the TV contracts yeah. are well, astronomically insane. Get this, my I don't know if this is correct, but I trust my professor because he's a professor, and you know, you should listen to your professors. Yep. Um, he said that Penn State football creates enough revenue in one season to pay for it. Everything that has to do with Penn State, whether it's teacher salary, coach's salary, um, building costs, electrical, like everything. Everything from there one season covers everything on Penn State campus. I, I can definitely see that because... But it, it blows your no, mind. No, it does because when you think about it, like when you think of like who are the most recognizable like football teams, you think of like Notre Dame, Penn State. Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Maybe like USC, Alabama. Alabama. And, like, maybe, like, USC. Yeah. Those, even if they're, like, having a bad year and people are like, oh, they'll win, like, you know, five, you know, they'll go 500. They'll win, Texas. like, seven. Yeah. Texas is the per- perfect example. Yeah. Texas was a dynasty with, like, Vince Young. And they had guys like Vince Young, Ricky Williams way back in the day. They haven't been relevant in, like, two or three seasons now. Football is almost as big as, like, religion down there. Like, mm-hmm. it's God, family, and football. That's, That's what right. everyone says yeah. about Texas. Yeah. They make so much money, and they're an average team. Yeah. It goes to show that, you know, these guys, and these guys see none of it. Yes, they do get their college I mean, paid like, yeah, for. yeah, they but see it in scholarships, and they see it in, like, that. But, okay, like. Then if that's the case, cut your regulations and let them be 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Let them sign, like, let them sign their jerseys. Let them sign their pictures. Yeah. It's them. Because it's an, it's got to be an awesome feeling to you know, go from being a high school kid to, like, a highly touted high school kid, go play basketball at Duke, and, and, you know, you want to kind of have the feeling of giving fans something cool. If a little kid comes up to you, like, imagine, like, you're, like, let's just say here. Let's say, like, you're on the basketball team, Matt, and someone 
you know, from like the areas like you had a great game. Like, will you sign this for me? It's just an Edinburgh shirt. Yeah. You sign it. All of a sudden, this person's going on eBay and selling them. Mm-hmm. You can get in trouble for that. Yeah. All because this sweet kid came up to you. You know what I mean? What's up? Yeah. That's it's, insane. It's backwards, dude. And some something has to be changed, ASAP. Yeah, but in terms of the championship game last night, yeah. um, Pretty Virginia cool. obviously yeah. won in an overtime thriller. Some very highly controversial calls and everything. Um, I was definitely rooting for Texas Tech. Um, As was I. But what did you think, Matt? Like, were you surprised? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I didn't watch the game. You didn't watch it? Didn't watch the game. All right. I, I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, I only put it on um, when I knew it was, like, really going into overtime, like, yeah. the last couple minutes. Um, but I and, knew Virginia was going to win. Like, in the back of my mind. Yeah, like, well, they're stacked. ACC, yeah, a stacked, a stacked team um, from the ACC is going to beat a you know a team from the Big 12 because most people think that conference is a joke. And their and story, I think Texas Tech the, yeah. proved something. Their story is cool, Virginia, to be eliminated in the first round by a 16 seed after being kind of a team that was in, in everybody's Final Four, to you know revamping their you know ideas and game plan to come back the following season and win. They did have some close games leading to the title game, and ultimately they won. But uh, it was cool for them to go from. That historic upset, yeah, and getting like as low as you can go because they were the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed, right? Yep. It was history. That's like taking your driving test and getting a zero, and then coming back next year after you train all year, and you know you get. It's like that episode. Of, it's like that episode of SpongeBob, and he's like, "How many points? You got six. Yeah. How many points I need to pass? Six. And he starts celebrating, and like she goes six. Hundred, <laughs> like Virginia was like, "Oh, we're gonna do great! Like we have this easy road." Nope, no. that decimated, and then came back. That's like yeah. the ultimate like redemption story. Honestly. Absolutely, it's cool, and, and you I feel bad for the seniors that got ousted last year, right? But for all the juniors and everyone that came back, yep, just be like, "This is why we worked that hard." That's true. You know, so hard. Yeah, and I, this is probably the first uh, you know NCAA title game that I haven't watched since I can remember, but I got a dog. Recently, I got a dog like four days ago, so me and my girlfriend were just chilling with her, and I think at the end well, of the day... Well, it was a beautiful day in Edinburgh here yesterday, so yeah. you, you really have to enjoy it, because even though it's April, I think it was supposed to snow this week, but it's like projected to snow. Yeah, so I was I was hanging out with my new dog, and uh, you can stream things. I was checking the score. Obviously, my dad was giving me updates, but yeah, first one I haven't watched in years. Uh, so we good on NCAA basketball? Yeah, I would say, you know, we'll see what Do- happens next year. We have three more segments we want to do, our our favorite athletes. Do want to mention about Antonio Brown versus Juju Smith-Schuster. If you guys have been paying attention to this kind of Twitter, I want to call it an argument because it doesn't seem like it's no, real. No, it's, it's not an argument, Yeah, but it reminds me of like high school petty drama. It is. It's it's ridiculous. And I don't want to spend too much time on it because if if you're listening to this on your phone or some, something, guaranteed you probably Googled or been on Twitter and seen this at least. Yeah, of, sh- of course. Uh, I actually uh, tweeted at Antonio Brown today really? about something with this. What would yeah. you say? Um, so, for those of you that don't know, um, this whole thing started because Antonio Brown posted a private direct message that Juju Smith-Schuster sent him while he was a uh, receiver at the University of Southern California, yep, USC. Yep, yep, yep. And I've read it. I've seen it. It's all over. And he couldn't have said it nicer. He was like, hey, A.B., I'm a big fan. I'm a 
receiver at the University of you know Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I love your game and love watching you play. Are there any like um, tips you can give me so I can elevate my game to the next level? That's all it was. Antonio Brown then posts on Instagram this picture, like with the caption. I mean, with the this this DM, and then put like onto the next one, and then like put like a bunch of dots and a mic, like I dropped the mic. I mean, to me, it just makes him look like an idiot because yeah. Juju did nothing wrong. Didn't nothing. call him out. Didn't make fun of him. They seem to have a good relationship in Pittsburgh. Obviously, it's. I would say Antonio is trying to be done with it now. Yeah, so what it boils down to is that Antonio Brown kind of got a little bit of the blame for the season not ending the way it should, and uh, Juju didn't really get anything. But guess what, guy? You're, you're, a, you're an NFL veteran, the, the biggest wide receiver in the game. And arguably the best. Arguably the best, and yeah, you're gonna get a little backlash for no. You're that. you're gonna get a back backlash from your teammates because you gave up on them and didn't play right. in the last so, game. So if you know Juju fumbles the ball or misses a catch, which happened, which happened, right? So that's his problem. He feels and he like Juju owned the blame. Like Juju was like, "I'm the reason why." Yeah. If you're gonna get part of the blame and you didn't even play, it's not Juju's job to deflect it. It's you. It's your PR rep. It's your everything. Yeah. You're you're gonna get more backlash than a rookie in the or a second year guy, whatever he is in the yeah. NFL, because you're Antonio Brown. So if you can't handle it, as I, I said this before, go have fun rotting away in Oakland because Derek Carr is gonna overthrow you every time. Yeah. So that's, now, hold on, let me just yeah. say that one thing I tweeted, not to so like people that are listening, it's not uh, you know, hanging here and everything. So someone tweeted, Juju Smith absolutely destroyed Vontez Perfect. Because of a dirty hit that can cost Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. AB is so fake. And it proceeds to show the clip from the Steelers versus Bengals game where Vontez Perfect, who's now a member of the actual Oakland Raiders with AB, absolutely de- decimates Antonio Brown. He gets concussed on the play. Later in the game, Juju Smith Schuster lays what he was fined for by the NFL, but was legal like during the game, like a legal blindside block, and then stands over Perfect. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to do that just to do it? No. He was doing it in retaliation for you, yeah. meaning Antonio Brown, his teammate. So if you're going to go blast the guy that came to your defense, no, go right away in Oakland. Yeah, dude. You're not loyal. You're not a teammate. Go collect your contract and go right away. Exactly. I think he's going to fall off because there's no shot Derek Carr. Listen, AB is great, but you have to have someone reliable to throw you the ball. And even though Big Ben's not talked about nearly enough, mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Fame QB. That's right. Derek Carr's not. That's right. He's good. He's not as great as everyone says. Yep. I, it's I, We can go on to the next thing if you want, but you want me to do this ad read? Yeah, do the ad read, and then we'll have two more segments to end the show. All right. So the second ad read is brought to you by Quickville, a.k.a. Matt uh, Hare's, you know, place of employment here. That's Supporters right. of WFSE include Quickville, a chain of 300 convenience stores and gas stations in the tri-state area. Offering American-made fuels from Parent United Refining Company in Warren, Pennsylvania. Information is available at quickfill.com. I'm also sure if you want to ask any questions about Quickfill, just DM Matt, and um, I'm sure he can get it to you, too. You don't have to go to the website. Yeah, man, it's really hard work, and it's really um, it's, it's the opposite of self-explanatory. Pumping gas is, I'd consider it an art form. People, people roll up, they say they want 20 bucks. Well, guess what? You can't go over 20 bucks, and if you do, then you got to take it out of your pocket. So again, that click. I know everyone's pumped gas and try to get it to the perfect, you know, on the dot thing. It's 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 a hard thing to do. So can't you set it with the machine though, like not to go over that amount? No, you pump it. If they want it filled, you let it fill. But if they want a certain amount, you got to pump it to that certain amount. And you know, 
this one lady came in the other day and she said she she wanted to pay forty bucks or no. I think she said thirty bucks, but it might stop before then. So if it does stop to fill it up, it it stopped at like twenty eight seventy five. She said she needed it to thirty. So I had to click, 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 click all the way to thirty. So if you have the patience and the attitude, you think that what it takes to work work at a gas station, be a pumper. You know, follow your dreams, homies, because it's it's quite the life. Uh, so top three favorite athletes of all time. All right. Um, when we talked about like the you know the the show today, and we talked about the topics we're going to discuss, we are we talking about athletes now or like when we were a child? I would say child because there's really not been many impactful athletes. All right, you go Listen. ahead. Go with your number one first here. So they're all kind of. I don't really have a number one. Yeah, me neither. It's really just three just, athletes just that impact. Three, like, there's yeah. no difference between one and three. Yeah. So. I did when I when we talked about it before the show. I honestly did three NBA players. I did Jason Kidd, Allen Houston, and uh, Antoine Walker. Okay. But then I wanted to you know differentiate before sport between the sports. So my NBA player I chose Jason Kidd. Uh, football player I chose Jerome Bettis. Okay. And then I baseball. So the three sports I really pay the most attention to. I said just said anybody on the Yankees in the early to mid two thousand. So. All right. Well, we're gonna have. We, we we could easily have two of the same. Yeah. Um, J Kid is definitely in my top five. Yep. But um in terms of top three, I'm gonna match you and say really any Yankee, um, from Matsui, like, Bernie Williams, yeah, Sheffield. I mean, I, it, it's hard to pick. Yeah. Um if I had to pick though, I'd go A Rod or Derek Cheater. A-Rod and or I, Derek and I Cheater. can't separate those two because those guys are the reasons, like, besides my stepdad that I fell in love with baseball, like I remember my one of my first gloves was a Derek Jeter glove, and then I always wanted to be number thirteen because of A Rod. Yeah, so here's a name that was in in the early two thousands and late nineteen hundreds Yankees roster that I came across today that I forgot about Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, Alfonso. He, Soriano. he was dealt to Texas for A Rod. Uh huh. And then he came back in twenty fourteen before yeah. he ended his career though. I loved Alfonso Soriano. Yeah. They had, let's see, I already named a few, but like that pitching staff like Pettit, Mike Mussina. Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada was a catcher, and yep. they just Jason Giambi was there. Yep. Tex played first base. Yep, Teixeira, Cano. Cano, yeah, they they had quite the squad. So that continue your list. All right, um, so that will be for baseball. Um, for football, football is tough because there's so many guys I've loved, but I would say, um, a second one would actually have to be. LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh, yeah. Because I don't ever remember being more excited for a player to become a member of, like, my team, even though it was on the back end, like, of his career. When LaDainian Tomlinson played with the Jets. That was exciting. That was awesome. And I knew, like, like, I knew he could still contribute, but I was so excited. And, like, I remember following the Chargers because him and Phillip Rivers were just so Mm -hmm. dynamic. So, like, I became. It was a Drew Brees. No, it was Phillip Rivers. Yeah? Yeah, it was Phillip Rivers. Okay. Um, and then third, the reason that I like hockey so much, um, Yaramir Yager. Oh yeah. Because he was. I had his stick. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Coho. Yep. The Coho Yager. It's black and red, right? Black and orange I had. Okay. I had the black and red one. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have that same, probably the same thing. Just different colors. Yeah. Wooden stick. Yeah. Street hockey stick. Yeah. And the, the, the blade will just increasingly go away from playing street hockey. Yep. And it'd be like a little. And it has like a little target on it. it looks like it's like 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 from yes. a little, like sniper like a or something. Sniper shootout game. Yep. See the memories on us, man, are kind of incredible if you think about it. I don't think there's another 
group of guys at this university or anywhere in the area that can sit down and talk about a Coho Yarmir Yager stick and the way it looks <laughs> Yeah, from playing street hockey in 2005. Like for hours. Yeah. No, it's at my dad's house, and that thing is just absolutely shot now. Yep. He still has it. He won't get rid of it. It's memories, dude. Yeah. Memories. But um, Yarmir Yager is definitely my another one of my top three. Like I said, I can't differentiate between A-Rod, Jeter, uh, LT, you know, Lanzanian Tomlinson, or Yager. Yager had awesome um, hair, too. Yeah, I mean, he was the captain of the Rangers, the reason I fell in love with hockey. Yep. And then even when he, like, went, you know, to the uh, the other leagues, like the Russian leagues, and then came back, the Rangers and the Flyers are rivals. Like, they right. hate each other. In the I live in New York and in New York City, so everyone's Rangers fans. I remember going online and buying a Yager Flyers shirt. Ooh. And all the stuff and, like, all the garbage I got for it. And I was like... Dude's still one of my favorite players. I yeah. don't care. And then, you know, then he floated around. The guy's a legend. and So you're probably a bigger baseball fan than a hockey fan. Oh, definitely. Tell me this. Let's say let's say if Jeter, I know he's out of the league now, but if Jeter joined the Red Sox, would you buy a Red Sox jersey? No, I can't do that. Yeah, I didn't think so. No, that's like you will never see me buy a Red Sox jersey, um, a Mets jersey, and then for football. You'll never see me buy Patriots. a Patriots jersey. Yeah. And then for hockey, you'll never see me buy an Islanders jersey. Okay. Any other team, it's cool. like depending on who the player is yeah. and like how much love I have for them, I can do. But there's I like I love Zach Wheeler on the Mets. He's always been like one of my like favorite guys to watch, even though he's not that consistent. I think he's gonna break out this year. Mm-hmm. One of my friends is like, Well, if you like him so much, why don't you at least get his like his player shirt? Like, you know, like, name a number. Right. Like, no, as a Yankees fan, I can't do that. Absolutely it's like sacrilegious. Not. That's true. All right, so running out of time for the show here, I just want to say one anecdotal story about Jason Kidd, and that's the reason I chose him. I had a Jason Kidd jersey for my, you know, around 10 birthday. My parents took me to New Jersey with my sister. When they were the New Jersey Nets to see a Nets game, right? For my birthday, you know how like on jumbotrons they say like happy birthday, whatever. Yes, absolutely. My parents set that up for me. As I said, got my Jason Kidd jersey. My it was like a silvery white. It was their home jersey. Yeah. And I got mustard on my jersey, brand new jersey I just got from my family. So my mom runs me to the bathroom because she wants to get rid of the stain or at least diminish it a little bit. Yeah. As we do that, my name pops up in the jumbotron happy oh. birthday. As I was in the bathroom wiping mustard off myself. That's you know what though? Did your dad like tell you about it when you came back or like? Well, that's a story I heard. I don't really, you know, I don't remember the play by play, but that's a story yeah. I heard. So that's what I got for Jason Kidd. But uh, let's bring it down to questions here. Want me to ask you first? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Let's. All right. So my question for you is: Is it what's the food if there's one that everyone seems to like, but you either hate or are not fond of? Sushi. Sushi. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not, I don't see you as a sushi guy. I like some of it, but the thing is, sushi, and this might not be fair for the question because it's so broad. Yeah. Um. No, but sushi, like, as a whole, is definitely the food that, like, everyone's obsessed with or a trend. The hipster I just, trend, yeah. That I just don't like because there's hundreds of different combinations. Mm-hmm. I probably enjoy three of them. Um, like California rolls, good. Yeah, California rolls, good. Like a spicy tuna. Yep, I like the tuna and the spicy shrimp. And... Spicy shrimp, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I, I That's a good one, actually. I was going to say, if you ask me the same question, I would say peanut butter. Okay. I absolutely hate peanut butter. Never liked it. Always gagged at even the thought of peanut butter. It just makes your mouth dry, too. Yeah, I get like, it. I mean, I, I, I like peanut butter. That's how you eat it. 
But like, you, I, I don't eat it by itself. No, I, I, I wouldn't even eat a peanut butter and like jelly sandwich. No, okay. no. I always get made fun of for that. And mushrooms, but I feel like that's a less yeah, common thing. Yeah, I don't thing. like mushrooms either. That, yeah. that, honestly, that's what I was thinking of. Mushrooms. I wanted to think of a bigger food. Right. Bigger that's food a good group. call by you, actually. All right. Um, what do you got for me? All right. Let me think of one here off the top of my head. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Yeah, no, I feel like we're on Jeopardy now. Um. All right, I got it. Got it? Yeah. All right. Assuming that, like, I know you like a lot of, uh, you know, sports athletes. You're not really tied to, like, really one team or one athlete. Like, I know you're a Yankees fan. Yeah. I've seen you wear a Red Sox hat and everything like that. Because I'm currently wearing one right I now. I know, I know. And I wasn't going to put you on blast for yeah. right now. That's not. That it, just, my... it just goes with the fit, you know. Yeah. I um, Are there any teams you won't wear? Like, rela- kind of like what I was saying. Like, are there uh, any things you, you just can't, like, you can't stomach? I wouldn't probably wear anything Patriots. But if I get, like, if I'm given a hoodie, I'm going to wear it. If I'm given a cool jersey for, like, free. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'll, you know, segregate Well, I mean, segregate like, you any. certainly wouldn't turn it down, but I mean, like, would no. you, like, not, you know what I mean? Um, let's see. Def, uh, Patriots. Um, basketball, I don't think I'd wear anything. Warriors. Yeah, I go with Warriors. Warriors? Yeah, I wouldn't wear anything Warriors. What about, like, an old school, like... No. No? No, because I don't want to be part of the group that, that is a Warriors fan. I'm putting, you know, my fingers up in the air and put the quote marks because... Yeah, the air quotes. No, you're, you're not a Warriors fan. No. No one is... No no one our age was a Warriors fan growing up. No. Like, you, I get it now. Were you a like Knicks fan growing up? I wasn't... Honestly, I was never into basketball. No? Until uh, Blake Griffin and Gordon Hayward got drafted, like, around okay. that time. Um, I liked the Clippers because of Blake Griffin. And then I liked the uh, the Jazz because of Gordon Hayward. Okay. If I had to pick between the Knicks and the Nets, now I would pick the Nets. But when Amari Stoudemire signed with the Knicks, yeah. that really got me interested in basketball because he was, like, a big dude that he didn't shoot. Like, he was just, like, that post guy and everything. Right. Um, I like – you. Do you remember these guys in the Knicks? I liked the Knicks back when I was really young. Like Allen Houston, Marcus Camby, Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, John Eddie Curry Starks, too. Eddie Curry. Yeah, yeah, they had guys. They had like Chris Duhon at certain points, yep. Nate Robinson. Yeah. No, I certainly remember it. I'm always th- rooted for the Knicks, but Celtics on my team. Yeah, the thing is like, I don't know. I just, once the Knicks got Melo, Melo's great, but I hate him. I think he's a ball hog and I think <laughs> he he's, I think he's a jerk. Great draft class though, 2003. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like, I couldn't stomach the Knicks after that. All right, well, good way to end it right there. We're coming up on the hour mark. We try to cut it off before then, before yeah. you guys fall asleep. Thank you for listening, if, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun, man. And we're running out of weeks here because I graduate soon, and Bunger's going to go back to Long Island and eat some Coney dogs. and. Uh, not, no, I'm not going to do no. that. I'll just, just eat some bagels and some pizza. Some you know? bagels and some pizza. Yep. That's fair. But we'll be back for Episode 9 next week. And, Looking uh, forward to it, man. Thanks for listening. Yep.